Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. I am here with Gareth. Happy Wednesday, Gareth. What's going on? How's your Wednesday been? Oh, man, it was a great one. How was yours? Pretty good. Uh, you know, got a lot done. Got some, you know, stuff created for the mem course, uh, new new updates to it, and, uh, you know, building some knowledge management stuff for people and realizing that when you have thousands of podcast transcripts at your disposal, you kind of can do a lot. It's kind of insane, especially when you can import it all into mem and, you know, have it right at your fingertips. Isn't it remarkable, like the amount of stuff that we've just the, the amount of content that we've curated over the the years just by showing up, you know, on years. a consistent basis? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah, yeah. I, That's massive. So yeah, I, you know, I was talking to somebody today who had started a podcast in twenty eighteen. You know, as a, as a guest, and um, we're talking about portfolios, and he's like, you know, the the he took Seth Godin's class, and he said one of the things that stayed with him was. That Seth said, you know, it doesn't matter how many people read it. It doesn't matter how many people listen. What matters is that you made it. And that's such an interesting take on sort of doing this work, which actually mm -hmm. makes a perfect setup into our topic for today, uh, which is mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. So part of what prompted this uh, was I, we were doing research for a new workshop that we're going to be launching on building an audience. And I was asking people, you know, what their challenges are, you know, what they're afraid of. And somebody said, imposter syndrome is killing me. And, hmm. I, you know, it, it kind of made me laugh. And so I, I thought, well, good, this is a topic. Because I, I really, honestly, I woke up this morning, I had no idea what we're going to talk about. And I was like, we need a topic. I was like, oh, perfect. This person gave me the topic I needed. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. So whoever that was, thanks for, for sharing that and being, you know, honest. Uh, when was the last time you felt like an imposter? Oh, I was actually going to ask you, like, did you feel like an imposter when you started your business? Because I remember actively, like, actively remember feeling like such a fake. And I, I was like, like I can consult you in Intable. Do you really? Yeah. It, uh, honestly, I think that anybody who says they have no moment of imposter syndrome is lying. You don't feel, feel that at all. I mean, look, I, I get that I'm, you know, skilled at what I do. 
And at the same mm-hmm. time, there are times when I'm just like, who am I to be giving people advice on writing books? I'm not Ryan Holiday. <laughs> I wonder if Ryan Holiday feels imposter syndrome. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the thing is, there's stuff that I can do, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm the best in the world at it. And when you're running a business, you're basically saying like, this one thing right here, I can do that. And you should bring me on to do that, right? I mean, like if you're offering services or anything, you have to convince people that you're the most value, you know, for the money. And so there's definitely a level of imposter syndrome that starts with that when you're getting started with that, I think. Yeah, for sure. I. You know, I, I think in, in my mind, like they're, you know, really have to look at, you know, what is the cause of, you know, why people feel like this. And for me, one of the big ones is our tendency to compare ourselves to other people, right? That, mm. And that, mm-hmm. that gets amplified uh, when, you know, you have everybody's parade of accomplishments on display. I mean, sh- there are days when I walked away from our dinners at your house feeling like, wow. Gareth has become like this massive success. I feel like such a failure. Um, you know. Oh, I hate to hear that. I'm no, sorry. no. I mean, but the thing is that that has nothing to do with you is the point. Like that is the, the thing, right? Is that we naturally benchmark against people who have accomplished more. We never compare ourselves to people who've accomplished less. Like I was listening to a <laughs> um, podcast uh, interview where Matt Monroe interviewed me for Unmistakable Creative when Audience of One came out. And, you know, he was like, do you feel successful? And I was like, not really. And he said, well, he said, you realize that if somebody Googled you, they'd find like 800 podcast episodes, four books, and a level of success that a lot of people would automatically think makes you successful. Um, Yeah. But we don't benchmark against what we have. We benchmark against what we don't have. And so you constantly in this process of leveling up feel like a failure. Uh, And the other thing is then you also look at who do you compare yourself to? Like I grew up in a culture where, you know, the sort of benchmark is prestige and, you know, like really impressive accomplishments. And it's like, you know, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter, you know, what you've done, it's just like, okay, well, you're not a doctor. So, uh, and it's funny because there was a, we had a Jewish guest who I was saying that there's this joke where, um, a Jewish guy became vice president and his mother was sitting, uh, you know, at the inauguration while he was there, you know, giving a speech or whatever. And she looks, you know, turns to the person next to him and says, you know, that's my son. He could have become a doctor. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember, folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Instead, <laughs> but so that, sounds right. That brings up, you know, uh, this is actually a perfect segue to probably what is one of my favorite clips that I've ever heard from the Unmistakable Creative, where um, it, it really kind of helped me understand this whole idea of imposter syndrome. Take a listen. Something that it, all of us can relate to: that feeling of being an underdog, being the one that you're trying to figure out who you are how you can stand out, how you can make a difference, how you can make your work heard and make it matter. And so growing up, my dad gave me the greatest piece of advice. He said to me, like when I was seven years old, he put his arm around me and he said, Sally, you don't have to change who you are. You have to become more of who you are. And I remember that so profoundly that my parents completely supported and validated each of their children in very different ways. So you need a backstory for why that clip is so important. So Sally Hogshead is okay. this like just absolutely brilliant author. And she was the okay. baby of the family by a long shot. Her sister was an Olympic gold medalist and her <laughs> brother went to Harvard. So like, can you imagine gotcha. feeling like, you know, this is, this is the standard that's been set and you're just like, Oh my God. But that one little nugget, you know, really stood out. And I mean, by all accounts, Sally Hogshead has had a remarkable career, you know? Um, hmm. So I don't know. I mean, like I, to me, that imposter syndrome thing often comparison is one of the first places that you really start to feel that because again, it's, you know, who are you benchmarking against? And then also, um, yeah, it, it, it really, I think we have this misguided idea that people who have achieved some, you know, level of success don't have any self-doubt. They show up in the world like Zen Buddhists on ecstasy and, you know, walk around <laughs> like with their hair on fire. But 
I, I don't know about you. I don't feel like that every day, no matter what I, I mean, even on the days that I've like published books, it's like, okay, cool. I feel great for a moment. What's next? Oh, a hundred percent agreed with that. Right. Like when you finally reach that goal that you're going for, whatever that, you know, thing is that you set up for yourself. Once you get there, it's like, it's practically gone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever satisfaction you get from that is just like very short lived. Um, and, and the thing is that people always have this idea that, oh, well, if I achieve this level of success, I'll stop feeling like an imposter. I'll stop feeling like a fraud. Um, Seth Godin, 17 best-selling books. One of the funniest lines in his latest book, which it might be 18 best-selling books now, um, after he wrote the, the creativity book. I don't even remember what it was called off the top of my head. Um, but it was a book about, you know, oh, it was The Practice. Was all the book all it was all about the, the creative practice. And literally one of the lines in the book is every day I feel like a fraud. Mm. If you're Seth Godin, you wake up every day feeling like a fraud. What makes you think that, you know, you who are worried that I feel like an imposter, so I can't do my work is not going to feel like that all the time, particularly with creative work. Like it's probably a little different than, right. you know, the work that you do, but like all creatives feel like frauds. We're just like, okay, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I'm just making it up and convincing people that I know what I'm talking about. I mean, it, it's, it has to be more prolific and more pronounced in creative work, as you suggest, because I think like uh, from an artist's perspective, how do you validate if art is good? Yeah. It's how it's received largely totally. that determines if it's good or not. Right. But so, it, yeah. I mean, so how it's received is also one of those things like, not just how it's received by how it's received by people whose opinion matters. If it, right. that's another thing is that often we spend so much time worrying about people whose opinion does not matter at all. And it's like strangers on the internet. So yeah, I mean, I think talked about this, right? <laughs> the, the, yeah. the only review of any of my books I can quote to you by work memory is from the woman who wrote me a two star review and said, I hope Srini is a better surfer than he is a writer. Dude. Th tens of thousands of email or not email, but uh, YouTube comments at this point, right? Tens yeah. of thousands, mostly, uh, mostly positive. The one that still sticks out in my head is this guy. I probably told you this before. Some jack wagon, probably drunk at, you know, midnight, got on my page and said, uh, why would I listen to you? You're bald. <laughs> Seriously, that's the one that bothers you. That's the, only one, that's the one that has me so riled up, dude. <laughs> well, you are bald for just for, you know. I mean, it's a fact. It is a fact. Go look in the mirror. You are bald. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know why that one like irks me so much, but like, I think I, there's, there's no way around the fact that you're going to have people out there who judge your work for better, for worse yeah. negatively. Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a subject I think that's near and dear to my heart. And that is our need for validation. Um, whether it's validation from our peers, whether it's validation from our parents, whether it's validation from society at large. Um, and I think the first place it starts for most of us is our parents. Uh, you know, like, you know, especially like in the culture that I grew up in, like imagine having the sister that I have, you know, and then mm -hmm. thinking it's like, okay, what amount of accomplishment is it going to take for me to get that validation that I feel you know, will make me see, you, you'll see me the same way. But what I realized is something that is a bottomless pit. It doesn't matter what you accomplish. It's just like, I could kill myself yeah. trying to, you know, outdo 
what she's done or, or you know, and, and it's like, it's not even comparing apples and oranges, you know? Uh, but right. I'll tell you, like, I, I don't know who it was that I was, I was talking to uh, my old roommate, Matt, the other day. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm like, I honestly still have a chip on my shoulder. Like I have something to prove. Mm. And I was like, and the funny thing about that is that that can actually be a massive motivator until it hits the point of diminishing returns. Like you can easily accomplish a lot driven purely by your desire to prove another person wrong. That's true. Until what you're working on becomes tainted. I mean, think about it. Like both of us are, you know, like our, our entrepreneurial efforts in some ways were kind of fueled by an F you to the man. It was just like, okay, fine. You don't want to hire me. You don't want to give me the salary you want. You're going to fire me. I'm going to prove you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah, then, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. Go ahead. And then it's stop. And and then you know th- that stops being fulfilling because then you realize, wait a minute, I've accomplished the thing I set out to accomplish. I got the book deal. You built the business. Like you're, you know, you have a house. Like yeah. all this stuff. And yet, the person that you're trying to prove wrong probably doesn't even know that you're doing what you're doing or could care less. Has no idea I exist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, he probably forgot about me as soon as he you know, laid me off or, yeah, or whatever, I doubt you know, part one of the talking. bosses that I used to work for he listens to this podcast. If they do, congratulations. Thank you for firing me. You did me a massive favor. Actually one occasionally that <laughs> my, my boss at Intuit was the only one. I think when I got my book deal, he was the one who told me uh, when I was a summer intern there, he's like, we're not making an offer. He's like, we don't think you did a great job. And the feedback was pretty unanimous that we shouldn't make you an offer. But he said, honestly, we'd be doing you a disservice if we made you an offer. Interesting. He's like, you won't see that now, but you will. It took like eight years before I realized you know, he was yeah, right. Um, but that's the thing, right, is that I realized for the longest time, it was just like, you know, I wanted validation from my parents. I wanted validation from my peers. I wanted like I wanted to be like, oh, I am part of the group. I'll tell you, like, you know, I have jokingly said over and over that. I'm in Penguin portfolio, right? Like this is the imprint in in Penguin where Seth Godin and Simon Sinek and Ryan Holiday are. And mm-hmm. I always feel like me being there is like some just giant joke. You know, like you know, the universe is like playing some sort of joke on me and it's like a massive mistake that's going to be corrected someday that <laughs> I don't I I've honestly I've, I've constantly felt like I don't belong here, not in the same way that these guys do. You know? And this is me telling you, you know, after a thousand podcast interviews and like the funny thing is, it's like, you know, these guys are the gold standard of, you know, business book publishing. And I still feel like an imposter. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Interesting. I mean, here's the thing. There's always another horizon, right? Right. Well, but not if only you that, to... it, it's, here's my point, right? Sorry to interrupt you, but like, but the thing is that that has not stopped me from doing my work. Okay. But that's, so you're taking this a different direction, which but I, no, go, I to, go to the horizon, seen, but... go to the horizon first. We'll take, we'll go to the other direction. Well, this idea that there's always another horizon, as soon as you reach whatever your goal is, you're going to set another more grandiose goal that's further out there. That's, the point of living, right, is to accomplish and to feel like you're, you're, you know, doing something with the time that you have here. You're making a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's that's one of the things that gets me up in the morning. I, I think, you know, every listener is going to have to decide for themselves what what motivates them. But that's part of it for me. So, sure, this year I want to make, you know, I want to break sales of, you know, 1.5 million. Um, but I've got a five-year goal to 10x the company. You know, like, and when I hit that, I'm going to have another goal. And that doesn't mean that I was a failure today because I was only doing 1.5 mil in revenue. Mm -hmm. Like there's, that's, it's part of the journey, right? So you have to kind of have some perspective of where you are and what your aim is. Yeah. We'll we'll actually talk about that a bit more in the the second half of the episode. But um, another thing that I think gets people, and this is a really interesting one is, uh, you know, lack of credentials. Which I think is hilarious, considering yes. that uh, yes. credentials, unless you're a surgeon or an airline pilot, 
I, you know, I don't want a self-educated surgeon, although my sister has said that half her classmates pretty much learned what they needed to by, you know, uh, listening to med school lectures on iTunes. Turns out you can basically get a, a medical education on iTunes. And even when she was in her first year of residency, she was, you know, went in to do a, a procedure with uh, a more senior doctor who was teaching her. And the patient was like, does she know how to do this? He was like, yeah, she watched a YouTube tutorial this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, with rare exceptions, credentials don't matter as much as we think they do. Not only that, like, one, there are people who have exaggerated credentials because anybody can say whatever the hell they want about themselves on the internet, aka bullshit artists. But the other thing is that credentials don't necessarily make you credible. There are MBAs who've run companies into the ground. There are, you know, people with PhDs in economics that have destroyed countries. Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't have any business running a company. I was a C minus economics student. Yeah. Um, and see, I, got fired I don't every- necessarily think that. Well, that's I don't think point. that's necessarily a deal breaker. Yeah. Exactly. I, mean- I plan an event, and you, Gareth can attest to the fact that I am the least detail oriented person you will ever meet. Like, <laughs> I'm the tornado that walks through your house, and you're like, shit, this is the gift that keeps on giving, as Gareth said in a previous episode. Like, I literally have to close cabinets after he takes glassware out of them, guys. Yeah. So, and so imagine somebody like me planning an event with 60 speakers and, you know, or 60 attendees and 13 speakers. Gareth only knows because he actually helped, you know, do some of the work for it. Um, oh, yeah. Gareth, Gareth made days. multiple Home Depot runs with me for that. Uh, yep. But that's the thing, is that I didn't know anything about planning an event. And fun fact, I write books. Do you know what subject I was failing in fourth grade to the point where this was the one and only time my parents had to be called in because of my academic performance. Because English? You were failing English? I was failing reading. <laughs> That's ironic. Well, yeah, it, and now you read more books than anyone I know. Well, not only that, like, so we have these things called junior great books, and I used to call them junior hate books because I hated them so much. But she was just like, oh, I think your son might have a learning disability. And, you know, they, she was right about that part, ADD. But as I was joking, say Indian parents don't think their kids have learning disabilities. They think they have shitty teachers. Well, yeah, that's that's a whole problem that's <laughs> happening in our society in general right now. Like teachers, they're they're like getting handcuffed by administration and parents on the other side and it's like i don't even know how they do their well, job seth godin told me he said the people who have the power to change the education system are actually the parents they have more power than anybody yeah but that's not a good thing because they have no idea most of them many of them are uneducated themselves yeah so of, yeah it's like the deaf leading the blind it's it's really like <laughs> lovely that's 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 exactly what we need the deaf leading the blind to basically redesign our education system I mean, hasn't that, it doesn't that kind of feel like the trajectory we've been on for the last, you know, so many years anyway? I mean, that feels as, like the country in general. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, that's just not on the educational level. That's like on a societal level, the deaf are leading the yeah. blind. I mean, it's like everything, right? It's like, like literally everything is, is just like going to hell in a handbasket. So, yeah. All right. So I, I want to bring a clip from one of Dave, Gareth's favorite podcast guests, um, whose, you know, voice he just can't stop talking about. So, Take a listen. <sighs> Seriously, guys. Seriously, listen. You could go back to the white picket fence neighborhood in the 50s. Everybody wanted to be somebody else. Everybody else was faking it. So 
we've all, we've been faking it for centuries. We have been wanting to be someone other than ourselves for centuries. I think what's happened is obviously it's amplified and Instagram's a lie. Instagram is a lie, everybody. Hashtag that. Because first of all, I'll say as somebody who does a lot of stuff on social media and is public, look, I am not Instagramming my darkest days. And that's my prerogative. I do not have to share my life. I do not have to be transparent. I'm very vulnerable in conversations. I'm There is no Instagram story happening when I'm doing the ugly crying therapy. <laughs> that's so funny. I knew you'd like that. Well, look, I think that that, you know, really makes a good point. I want to hit one more point about why people feel imposter syndrome. And I think it's because of unrealistic expectations. Uh, I, I may have told you this. I had a girl who came to me once and she said, I want to write a million copies. Of, I, I want to sell a million copies of a self-published book. And I was like, well, do you have any audience, any blog, nothing? And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to work with you. One, I wouldn't have worked with you even if I, even if you had some of this stuff, because I was like, I've not accomplished that, accomplished that goal myself, so I can't help you do it. But two, I'm like, you're setting right. yourself up to fail because you have such unrealistic expectations. And that I think is another thing that can really like fuel this imposter syndrome is that you're just like, oh, I'm starting today, but I want to be Seth Godin tomorrow. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, and I think that that unfortunately, because you only see the end result of someone's work and you don't see the ugly parts that go into it, you end up using them as a benchmark. So like people would see you now and like, oh, Gareth mm. is like, you know, balling. He's living it up. I want to be like Gareth. I saw what went into it. I saw all the years before. You saw, but you were there firsthand. We were, you know, we were um, in the earlier days of our friendship yeah. um, where I was like still struggling to make rent. And, uh, and I felt like I was the one failed. that was just like, oh, and I'm probably, I, I probably, I would probably say unconsciously at times you probably be like, oh, Trini is the one who's like ahead and I'm behind, you know? Oh, Absolutely. I remember asking you, hey, can, you know, do you think maybe one day I could be on the unmistakable creative? And you kind of looked at me like, what the fuck are you going to talk about? <laughs> what? How you failed with three businesses. And I was like, yeah, you got a good point. <laughs> well, I, you know, I honestly, I remember why I finally got you because I, I remember when I heard an interview with you, I was like, wait a minute, you did a podcast. And I was like, yeah, this podcast sucks compared to the interview I could do. <laughs> like, right. I'm your best friend. Right. So like, I'm like, I can get more out of you than she ever did. Um, That's true. I mean, you just, I mean, you, you know what buttons to push and what's there, you know. Well, I know what buttons to got... push with most people because right. I've done this for so long. True. Hey, everybody. Um, you will have to forgive us. We're having some sound difficulties. So I had to switch to my AirPods here um, to, you know, continue our conversation with Gareth. He was getting an echo. So forgive us. We'll be back to our normal, regular, high quality sound next week. But, um, so yeah, we're, you know, we're talking about the fact that like, you know, both of us have been at places where we're benchmarking against each other at different points in our lives. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying the fact that when we first reconnected some like, I don't know, 12 years ago or so, like I was really struggling, you know, I'd, I'd had multiple um, failed businesses over the time that we were, you know, rekindling our friendship. And then it wasn't until really just in the last few years that gap consulting has taken off. Yeah. And I mean, like I have gone through ups and downs during that period too. Right. Like, um, okay. and, uh, you know, the thing is that you, that's 
that's kind of the the nature of this. Like, yeah, I mean, when I we've been through a tough time, like I even when I talked to my dad, he's like, you know, he's like, this is how it goes. You know, you know that sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down. Like, you've chosen a path where this is the case. Like, I I had a friend. I remember. Right. I was like sitting with him, like in the cul-de-sac and, you know, or near my parents' house. I was like, man, I'm like, this is a disaster. I'm like, I'm like, you know, no idea where the money is going to come from. And he's like, yeah, Srini, but this is what you signed up for. Honestly, I mean, it's, it, it beats the hell out of sitting in a cubicle, man. Yeah. I mean, look, there are parts of it that suck. Like there's, that's the thing I think nobody sees, particularly when they feel like an imposter. They're like, oh, like, you know, like I said, all these like people are making money just running around like Zen Buddhists and ecstasy. The problem is that you, you, what you see are the highlight reels. You don't see the guy who's worth a million dollars and basically going home and fighting with his wife because he works all the time. You don't see right. any of that stuff. So now we're going to talk specifically about how you actually get over this. And for those of you who want to learn, make sure you subscribe to the Backstage Pass. 
We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.